the exact time we knew that life is relationship and we are relational beings. You see, many people want to die and leave their names on properties, but they are not laboring to raise lives. If only we knew that life is about living for others, life is about raising men, life is about investing in others and seeing that they grow great. And that's the best way we can live life. Life is relational. Life is sacrifice, living for others. Life is humility. And dear one, I want to tell you that I found out that the amount of God that a person has internalized or has known is reflected in his treatment of others. So, what proves that you know God is how much of the scriptures you quote, you know, is not how much handsome and beautiful you look, but also is shown by how you treat others, how you relate with others. And you have got to be very careful how you relate to others because relationship shows your values. And your values shows your faith. Okay, who has deceived us? Who have told us that it does not care who we ought, who we deceive, who we pull down, who we criticize, you know, who we who we ought or who we offend in our struggle or bid to rise. Who has deceived us that what matters is what to earn, is what to have? Who has deceived us that what matters is your beauty? How we need to know that life is living for others. You know, this very morning I was meditating while I was in the bus and I began to question myself again. What is the purpose of life? What are we meant to do with our life? What are we to do within this lifetime? Then it occurred to me that one of the things I believe God will be judging is how much we have invested our life, our time, our energy, our resources in building other people's lives. Okay? It's good you go to school. It's good to get a good job. It's good you have the property of your own. It's good you raise your children. But check it. God's basic and major requirement are two things. One, that you should believe Him. Because one of the strongest sin in the world, you know, but the major sin, but sin really is unbelief. Not receiving God's offer, not receiving God's um, recommendations, not receiving God's command. It is being inconsistent in following God's requirements. Okay, so that is sin. And I began to see that one of the reasons why God is calling everyone to love Him, is, I mean, to receive His love, is because His love brings us to the place of stability where we can see His plan for life and where we are empowered to live what is on His mind. Now, what I'm saying actually is that, you know, like you've heard me teach over time, that God's major requirement is that we should live as He is, which is decay Now, in other parts of the scriptures, the word decay is called the fruit of repentance. It's also called the fruit of the Spirit. Sometimes it is called love. And God identified to be love Himself. Now, the point is that if God is love and if his intention is that we be who he is, then we know that the greatest target and requirement from you and I is that we live to build other people's life. Okay, you know, I've seen people, you know, the ways they search, coordinate their lives 
they are unapproachable they are very proud they are not submissive and most of people that are found in this kind that, that, that have this attitude are people who after coming to position they just suddenly become you know um, unapproachable they become inconsiderate they become less proud they are not ready to give their time but how they ought to know that the reason for their lifting the reason for their position being brought into position so that they can help other people find their essence and what actually made me to think along this line you know i have very wide meditation this morning of course but what is actually making me to um to to have this thought this morning is the fact that i've seen young people in a place of position and they are not ready to give you their time if you are not better off than them or still if they are ready to give you their time they are also ready to boss over you to push you around and to intimidate you but i met a young man who was in the post other people with envy but yet is a man of the people let me tell you this if you are not a person of the people a person that people wants to meet for solution or wants to seek his presence for counsel for direction for lifting or for assistance you are feeling i don't care what your position is hallelujah okay now let me quickly do this um also then as we find some better time we would um try to elaborate it you know i was meditating on the love of god for all this morning and you know over time i have told you that the love of god is manifested in his provision of all you ever need before you arrive that's one of the emphasis i've maintained and i i i i often make reference to the picture we saw in genesis how that adam which is um um a model or a representation of mankind was created the sixth day because god wanting to give him confidence and wanting to make available all that he needs so that he won't struggle through life and i said that is love and then i also spoke about grace from that scripture where i told you that although man happens to be the last creature in fact of all the animals that lives on the land man was the one that was last created because of course animals on the land and of course animals on the land and of course uh, mankind were created the sixth day but there was this grace bestowed upon man such that although he came the sixth day god made him the crown of creation but that's not the way i'm going but today i want to speak about the love of god in two respects and using the scripture in revelation chapter 12 you know i've been going through that scripture so that nova then i began to understand the love of god once again that the love of God includes his defense for me in that he fought his way through in ensuring that I receive salvation. I, I wish I'm able to state that more clearly. That is, I'm saying that God's love is revealed in that even when Satan came up with um with a protest. To stand against my redemption, he put the life of his angels online. The scripture says they overcame him by the blood of the lamp, by the word of their testimonies, and they loved not their lives unto death. You no, know, another version renders it to be that they did not, they did not love their lives such that they are not ready to lay it down. It's sort of, in other words, God loves me. 
and brought about salvation. And when God brought things about, the devil came to fight it. And the threat and the fight and the war the devil put up with no stop God. And I said, if the devil by his threat and by his war cannot stop God's plan of redemption for me, nothing can stop God's plan for me now. Even the problems I found myself in. And not just that. Another thing that is bringing this love so strong in my spirit this very morning is um, the fact that even the angels had to risk their life for my sake. They do not love their life unto death. That is, this one was not just one casual, one simple matter. It was a life-demanding matters, And the angel put their life into line because of my own salvation. And how important salvation is. That shows how important it is. How is it important? It's so important that the devil sees that if you are saved, every other scheme he has switched over, you will never, will no longer hold. So he mobilized his angels. They invaded heaven, so to say, and then they were demanding that there will not be salvation. But God said it was too late. But let me draw your attention to that um, verse 5. I don't know whether it's verse 5, but one of the verses which I quoted. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the words of their testimony. Now, God will want me to tell you what the words of the testimonies of the angels were. In other words, as the angels were engaging the devil in battles, they were not just engaging by the blood alone. They were not just engaging by the finished works of Christ. They also engaged by certain expressions of certain confession. Now, they overcame by the blood, they overcame by the words of their mouth. Now, the question is, what was the words they were saying? What were they saying? Then, as I, as I was putting, the Holy Ghost gave me two scriptures. First, from Peter. You know, Peter said that of this salvation, the prophet of old inquire and the spirit of God that was in them says that it was not to them was it revealed, but to us okay that was one and romans chapter 3 apostle paul talks about the righteousness that is of faith that is the 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 scheme or the device god brought up by which he is going to make me right with him and which is not going to be by my adherence to do and don't as as required or requested from the jewish but now is going to make that possible because i put my faith in what he's doing you get it so it meant that when Apostle Paul was talking about that, he now said that this righteousness by faith was witnessed by the prophet and the law. So when the angels, okay, were battling the devil by the blood of Jesus and by the testimonies of their mouth, what they were actually telling the devil is that there is a just ground. There is I wish I have enough word. There is a ground. That's what I want to pick. There is a basis. There is a ground. There is a justified reasons why God should save me. Why? They, were, they remembered and they told or reminded rather. I want to say reminded Lucifer. I said, Lucifer, do not forget that day when you deceived Eve, God told you blank out. You have beaten his ill, but I will raise a seed from this woman and it will bruise your head. That's number one. Number two, the words in their mouth 
Moses was called upon. Moses, are you? They said, yes. Say, what did you write? Say, of course, you told me then that you will raise a prophet like unto me that the people will eat too. That was a testimony. So what they were saying is to look for the scriptures and to begin to tell the devil where God had left evidences and left prophecies as to that is going to redeem mankind. That was the testimony in their mouths. So God called Isaiah. Isaiah, you a witness? I said, oh, I am a witness. He said, you told me a virgin shall conceive and you shall call his name Jesus and he shall save the people from their sin. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying is that they overcome by the scriptures, by the knowledge of what God had revealed. Now, let me tell you this. What we guarantee your victory in the face of challenge in life is the understanding of what God had revealed concerning the matters you are, you are struggling for. And one of the things the Lord wants me to say is that the devil is a contender, he's a fighter, he fights everything. So when he stands against your health, you have got to stand against him vehemently. You have got to be very firm and resist him. The scripture says we should resist him. You know, I like that, um, you know, um, um, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. It says, now salvation is come. I'm going to explain the scriptures to you subsequently. It said, now salvation is come and strength and power and the authority of his Christ. The Gideon version renders it. The authority of his Christ. Because the accuser of our brethren has been cast out of heaven. Check it. When did that happen? When did salvation come? The moment Christ showed up, and his blood was shed and check it. It meant that the picture we saw in Revelation chapter 12 is an allegory or God's explanation of what happened and how the devil stood up away as an accuser and actually brought about war and rebellion and protest in heaven against the salvation of man. And this to show you how important salvation is. So if you don't receive it, you have only received the one good thing god wants to offer you to escape all the assaults and problems of life and you know another thing that fascinates me in that scriptures when i was meditating this morning is the scripture says that the scripture says that is a woe are the inhabitants of the earth but joy and you know let the inhabitants of heaven rejoice and those who dwell in it you know what actually interests me is that heaven is not just the throne of god and angels as and angels are found there singing the scripture does tell us that heaven is a dwelling place of some people and it's going to be my dwelling place too so as a random you have got to know that there are things you have got to fight for fight for your right fight for your health fight for anything the devil is contending for in your life and you know, if the devil is contending, you should know that it is a norm. Your father is called a man of battle. If he's not, if he has not been fighting, okay, he would not have been called a man of battle. Your father cannot be a warrior, a man of battle, or the Lord of hosts, and you are not a warrior too. So anytime the devil shows up in any area of your life, you have got to stand up, being firm, being consistent, being bold, to take your ground and take your right. Mark that very clearly. And then two is that you have got to know that you are not fighting for survival. You are fighting to enforce the victory that had been won on your behalf. Hallelujah. Number three, you have got to rest in the grace of God's love. In that God had done everything. He risked himself. He risked the lives of the angels just because of you. How much more? How much, rather I want to say, is that love? He risked everything. So let me round off 
the essence of God's love for you, the essence of his, of his defense of you is because he loves you. And all of this is to make you who his righteousness, is to demonstrate his nature, is to show forth his own integrity, is to show forth his righteousness. And if you walk in this knowledge, no devil can defeat you. You know, the devil did not just, I mean, the scripture did not just tell us that there was war in heaven. The scripture does tell us there was war in heaven and told us how the battle was won. It was won by the blood. It was won by the knowledge of the scriptures, by the knowledge of what God had revealed. And then it was won because they are ready to dare the devil. There, there is nothing you can overcome if you are ready to dare it. There is nothing you cannot put a stop to if you are not ready. If you are ready to die, not if you are not ready. If you are ready to die, and as you do so, the Lord will help you. In Jesus' name. All right. Thank you. God bless you.